You're, you wanted us to clap. Okay, that would, I don't think we were both supposed to clap. I think one of us was, anyway. Right? Whatever. We clapped. There it is. We both clapped. Poorly. Sorry. So much in life is scripted, but this is unedited. Listen in as we have casual conversations about art and faith. Welcome to Unedited. I am Farley Sanderford. And I'm Jennifer Chetlett. And in this episode, we're doing another rendition of our... Uh, Do you always get this backwards? I always get it backwards. Top 10? Sure. Yeah? Happy, yeah, it's happy the, hour. the October edition. October edition of happy hour top 10 yeah. things. Top 10 things going on in the world of art and faith and creative things. Yeah, things that we found That's interesting. the worst introduction It ever. is. It's really long. And like, <laughs> we need to condense our words. We do. Sorry. Email us with a suggestion. Yeah, email us. Yeah. Okay. So, top 10 things going on in the world of art uh our first item on the list uh-huh. is um so i am a huge uh history buff um and one of the things in history that really is incredibly interesting and fascinating to me is the story of the monuments men that was a great movie such a great george movie. clooney yes. Is it like an all-star cast? Yeah, There's a the lot of people in it. Perfect. Right. Um, the book is probably great. better. Yeah. Um, it's a little dry, but oh, the book I, was dry a little bit, but it still has like wasn't. a narrative. Okay. Um, yeah. But it gives you more like context and history, so gotcha. it's a little bit drier. Hmm. But um, so in relationship to that story, um, there's been a relatively new development in the Netherlands. Uh, so. Over the course of the last several years, um, museums in the Netherlands, oh, let me see, it was uh, 163 institutions within the Netherlands um, are doing their, uh, there's an investigation going on about their collections and looking into what pieces that are in their collections now that may have possibly been stolen by Jewish, by Nazis for uh from jewish families mm-hmm. um who wow. own these works um of these vast number of museums um i have to look and see uh it's called the i think you say it the reeks museum um it's in amsterdam um they have a lot of uh cool stuff there um but they're the only ones who've actually completed their in- investigation even though they've been working on this since 2012 so what are they going to do how, like, how do you make that right? I That is a great question. I don't know. Like, I feel like the, for this is personal opinion, but yeah. I feel like if, if they, they, they discover, you, like, evidence and find that the, you know, X number of pieces were stolen from these families, mm-hmm. that the living, now living members of those families should have a say in what happens to the work. So I feel like a lot of people would probably want to 
um, get money out of it. I would get think. some kind of, um, I feel like most people would probably be okay with the museum keeping the work, Yeah. but they would just have to make an adjustment in the, um, provenance to say the provenance our yeah. history lesson. Yes. Um, provenance is basically the history of ownership for a work of art. Okay. So it traces back all the way to when the work was made to where it is now and who has owned it in the past and how it got to where it got. So they would adjust in the history and the provenance of that work, say, hey, this work was stolen by the Nazis. It belonged to this family, and now they have donated it to Okay, so that's assuming they donated. That's what assuming. if the family says... We want it. We want it, or we want you to buy it from us. Yeah. You can keep it, but... but we want compensation. Right. Which I feel like they would be totally justified. In uh, that's what way. I would do. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, you can keep it if you pay me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So that story continues. So it continues. Yeah. Because these, all the, like I said, only one of the 163 institutions has actually completed their mm-hmm. investigation. Wow. Even though they've been working on it nonstop for five years. Wow. Six years. Yeah. So. Wow. Okay. Well, um, this next one is a little bit, a little bit past that in history. Um, but Sa- Salvador Dali. Mm-hmm. Like him? Don't like him? I love You do? Okay. His video stuff is a little weird for me, but Uh the actual paintings that he made are, I think they're just kooky and... Yeah, so he was a surrealist. Right. Was he like the pioneer of surrealism? He's Um, certainly one of the most... one of the early guys. One of the most well-known surrealists. He did um, The Melting Clocks. It's probably his most Mm well-known work. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's so trippy. It is. I don't love it. I mean, it's fine. I don't love it. Um, I didn't realize he was alive this late. That yeah. he was. So the story I found is an Esquire. Um, and I think it's just, you know, the, the title is The Great Rikers Island. Great Rikers Island Art Heist. And the story goes like this. Um, in 1965... So Salvador Dali loved um, like media stunts. Apparently, like mm-hmm. he he was he loved a good media stunt. Okay. And um, the plan was he was supposed to go to Rikers Island and paint with the prisoners, right? Because wow. that's kind of so. This would have been the same time. This would have been around when Johnny Cash mm-hmm. after maybe a little bit after Johnny Cash when he was Doing playing in the yeah, Folsom Prison. So yeah. this was like I don't know. There's some I feel like glorification of. Criminals? I don't know. Anyway, or or trying to trying to, to like humanize humanize maybe guys. a little bit of both. Yeah. Um. So he was supposed to go um and and uh, paint with the prisoners, but the day he was supposed to go, he woke up really sick, like really really sick, and could not go, and was yeah. trying to figure out how to get out of it. Um. He the the way the story goes, like uh, kind of. At the last minute, he either finished or put it together fast, this painting of Christ on the cross. Um, it's a five-foot, five-by-three-foot, they said, slapdash of brush strokes depicting Christ on the cross okay. and sent it, sent it to, and, like, gave it to them as a gift. Oh, okay. Um, in lieu of him not being able to go. In lieu of him not being able to go. And it yeah. was, like, worth, people are saying it was worth, like, $21 million. Right. Um, so the painting, like... And that was in the 60s. So the painting kind of, as those paintings 
wood in a place like that had a history. Mm-hmm. Uh, hang in the it hung in the mess hall for a while. which is yeah and then in in like 81 an inmate threw a cup of coffee at it and broke the glass leaving a stain on it so they took it down and the warden sent it off to a dealer to like get it authenticated and um, appraised and then it was shipped uh here in virginia for a temporary exhibit um i think in another prison Hmm. and then um anyway it ended up back um i think it ended up back at rikers um Hmm. But so so now fast forward to like 2003. I want to make sure it ended up back at Rikers. Yeah, it did. Um, 2003 and 1 a.m. in the prison, they have a fire drill, which is like unusual for them, for them to have it in the middle of the night and then to say everyone must be present. So this fire drill happens. Uh, And then... When everyone gets back in, a guard notices, hey, that painting looks different. And they look at it, and it is um, a fake. Like, it doesn't even have a real wood frame. Like, the frame is painted. It's painted brown around the edge of the canvas. So they've made this, you know, this fake painting and hung it back up. Um, So they start, they figure it's an inside job. And they start questioning the guards. And it goes into the whole story of the guards. I'll put a link to this this article up because it's it's. It's a good, you know, who done it. Um, but the main guard, like, you know, says it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. And they, they've, the other guards, like, start turning on each other, oh, turning geez. on, you know. But the main guy, they're trying, and they get deals, and they're trying to implicate the guy in charge who will not. He will not he, No, because he's saying, I didn't do it. Like, they searched his mother's house. Oh, they, my gosh. They staked out his mother's house. They spent so much time there that she invited them in for dinner. Right. <laughs> These are all Italians. Most right. of them are oh, Italians. Right. Yeah, they definitely did which, that. Which makes sense, right? Let me feed you. Right. Um, so they um, – anyway, so like then fast forward to like 2017, I think – do some of them go to jail? I don't know. But um, this is big whodunit story about this painting. And I, th- I, don't, I, I don't think they got it back. So who done it? We don't know? Uh-uh. We still don't know? Uh-uh, because... This is, what, 15 years ago? Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm wow. doing that math, 14 years ago. Because, um, yeah, and, and the investigator and this guy, they pinned it on, or they said did it, um, be, ended up becoming friends uh, after all of this. Hmm. Um, I think, did someone commit suicide? I don't know. It's a long story. It's kind of entertaining and worth reading. Oh, yeah, they had people. Yeah, it is a real whodunit. I could see them making a little movie out of this about this thing. Um, That would be cool. Yeah, it's super long. Um, But at least. Yeah. It just keeps going. I know. You see me scrolling, trying to get to the end of this. Where's the end? Right. 2017. Yeah, so they they found the guy not guilty, this one they were trying to pin it on. Right. So they still don't have any leads or anything about? Well, I would guess it's a cold case now. Yeah, because the thing. yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's it. I'll, it's a it's a fun read. I'll put that in the the wow. notes. Yeah. In keeping with the theme of our first few items on our top ten, um, so in so again in, in the going back to the monuments then. So they we're back to stolen art. We're still on stolen art. We're still art. on stolen art. Okay. Um, so the monuments men were 
this sort of cohort put together right during World War II to stop Hitler from and his cohorts from stealing all this art or damaging or even uh, art or works of architecture just from being damaged by like bombing, like trying to avert um, bombers to places where there weren't mm -hmm. going to be works of art or precious um, sort of significant buildings. Um, so this British Lieutenant General, I think is his qualification. Um, he is putting together another group like that and hmm. um, like those monuments men from World War II um, just to do the same kind of stuff. So far, he's only got one recruit. <laughs> <laughs> according to the article he's uh, put out, he's, you know, he's looking for actively recruiting for um, experts in art and um, art uh, theft and um, art handling and um, some other things. I don't remember what all this different things they were looking for but basically looking for experts to kind of come alongside him and join I, the team i love like art art theft movies They're what was the so... one with pierce brosnan where the um oh and renee russo do you remember that movie like with the it was the who what's the painting with the apple in front of the face renee magritte yes so it's it's a big like art heist i think because it's like it's a crime that where usually people don't get hurt. It's like a mystery kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, not that, it's usually not violent. Right. Not that I advocate stealing art. Yes, but, please don't do that. But the movies are usually really entertaining <laughs> about are. about art theft. They are. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's one with... Uh, I just drew a blank on his name. Um, it's called Mordecai. Johnny Depp. Oh, okay. That one's really good, Yeah. Too. Yeah, okay. Um, but anyway, so this British, uh, this British Lieutenant General is putting together a team, and I think I found my next calling. There you go. Would, like that would be so fascinating to me to yeah. like go with a bunch of people and like go and either find works that have been stolen or restore art that has been damaged through you know civil unrest in in areas. Okay, that's happening like yeah, all I know. Over. Just don't be like the. So we've also talked about bad restorations. Like, do you mean like oh physically God. restore the art yourself? Do you want to do no, that? No, I, oh, okay. I would end up doing Overseeing it like it. those, those <laughs> things that we talked those, before because yeah. I'm not an artist and I'm not trained in painting or anything. So I would not do that because then I would end up on – I would be in the next story <laughs> that we'd be talking about. We could, but like yeah. just finding works and like figuring out like if they were – stolen yeah like it'd be it'd be like an art detective right that would be so cool right no i, I could see you doing that totally yeah. okay so we're still talking about galleries there's a lot of gallery things in the news but this yes. one is about the um national portrait gallery um all right if if you know me you know about i because i talk about this book often um <laughs> the immortal life of henrietta Lacks. yeah i read that book oh, it's been at least 10 years um, it's a great book. So if you are in the medical world at all, you know about HeLa cells, which are um, the cancer cells that can that they did a ton of tests on and like tons of research because they would reproduce outside of the body. Okay. So like most of our modern medicine came from these cells, and they're called HeLa. Um, after Henrietta Lacks. And there's a lot of controversy around it because she was an African-American woman um, who had cervical cancer uh, in the 40s maybe, maybe 50s, but around that time mm -hmm. um, in Baltimore 
she, it was, um, the, the, they took a lot of liberties, um, with that partially because she was black and also because I think she was a woman in that time. Um, and so there was no compensation given to the family. Um, you know, and, and big pharma made millions of dollars off of this research. One, it was, you know, also there was a lot of good came of it. Um, but there was a movie that came out, an HBO movie, like last year, um, they turned the book into a movie. Oprah Winfrey played like her youngest daughter, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, is the movie by the same name? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. You might have to, it might be like Henrietta Lacks. Yeah, it, it might be. Um, yeah, if you look up HBO Henrietta Lacks, you'll get the name of the movie. It's a good movie. It's a, it was a really well done movie because the book is about the reporter, and her relationship with the family and the reporter kind of unearthing all of the history. Um, so anyway, uh, back to the gallery, they have hung a portrait of Henrietta Lacks in the Smithsonian National Portrait Gallery, um, which I think is wonderful. They're, the article talks about how they're trying to have more diversity um, in the, the people that they um, put up. And I think she's a, a great, a great person. Um, to have up there. Oh, so she played a key role in developing the polio vaccine. Mm. Um, and, and I know. Which was been, super important. Right, right. She died in 51. Mm. So anyway, yeah, that's my next one. So good job, National Portrait Gallery. Yeah. Oh, and then movie is by the same name. Okay. Just it, so we know. Good, good. It's, it's worth, it, that movie's worth watching. Yeah. I have HBO. I wonder if I can find it. You probably can. Yeah. All right. What I'm watching tonight. Um, okay, so. Oh, this, you can't even tell this one without laughing. And this one's like brand new because this, well, by the time this airs, it won't be as brand new. But I think this but, was just on like 60 Minutes or something yeah, two like days ago. As, as we're talking about it now, it's like breaking news. So right. sorry if it's a little old by the time we, but I think it's an important story. So, oh god, I'm so bad. So the painting we're talking about, and our next item on our top ten is the painting. It's a painting by an artist named Andy Thomas. The title of the painting is "The Republicans Club." Um, it it shows Donald Trump sandwiched between. A, and surrounded by a bunch of different yeah, former Republican Reagan, presidents. So he's Bushes. in between Eisenhower. That's Roosevelt, isn't it? That's Roosevelt? No, no, to the right. Yeah, Teddy Roosevelt uh -huh. sort of hovering over the shoulder. Uh -huh. That's Nixon, isn't Nixon, it? Nixon, yeah, that's Nixon. Nixon on his left, our right. Eisenhower on his on president's right. Lincoln right across from him. Yeah, Lincoln. It's, it's in, funny. You don't think I don't when I think of Lincoln, I don't think of him as a Republican. But like the things they the stood switch. for were switched. Oh, sorry, yeah, it's switched. Yeah, you're right. Um, right after the Civil War, I think. Um, so he's sitting directly across from Lincoln. Actually, it switched later than that. Be Was it? Mm -hmm, because in the the civil rights in the. In the fifties like and sixties, in the fifties oh, and sixties, it was the Southern Democrats who fought against in school integration. Oh, okay. so the switch was later than that. Oh, yeah, I didn't think it was that early. Mm -mm. That's weird. Um, but yeah, but so Lincoln, so. we got George H. W. Bush, 
Reagan and W. Yeah. Um, all like sitting on a sitting and standing at a table around him. It's kind of it looks like it's in like this big like concert hall kind of setting. Sort of. But the Donald yeah, is to, sorry. Our president is. Well, because in this picture he's like a lot thinner. He's like seventy pounds. Lighter. He's. I mean, and I don't. I'm I mean, not, that's fine. Like, I'm not gonna I'm not hate on him for his weight. Like, right. That's. that's and a lot of portrait artists do make people. I mean, if someone were painting me, I'd want them to make me look better. Right. You know, that's, but that's a commonly used um, technique in portrait uh, painting, and it goes back all the way to like kings and queens. Right. You know, they wanted to look nice in there. Right. Right. Their renderings but, of themselves, but he's definitely like. So he's hung modified. this. He's hung this in the White House, right? Right. It sits in the White House. Um, you can see it. So a photo was tweeted by 60 Minutes. Okay. Um, which aired an interview with the president on Sunday night. So okay. So you, so you about, could, could you see it in the shot? Yes. That's hysterical. That's why. That's they, just so that's, funny. I think that's why it's gotten such a, one of the reasons it becomes so, yeah. So he's. Okay. There's a photograph of him like. And this artist also did Democrats too. He's yeah, done so both. he's an equal opportunity right. painter. I appreciate that. I appreciate comedians who are equal opportunity I appreciate that, that, that they're going to... They're going to represent all people. Mm -hmm. yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, especially in our divided, very divided nation right now. Yeah, but didn't they kind of um, compare it to, like, dogs playing poker or something? I think I read you that remember that You know that painting we're talking about is the dogs, the different, like, breeds of dogs, like, uh, sitting around a playing poker pool. table. Is it pool or poker? I think it's poker. Okay. They have, like, their butts on oh, like, right. their eyes are on, and they have their cards, <laughs> and, like... They've got their drinks on the table. That's like, so funny. It's yeah, yeah. Like it's in the same kind of taste as right. someone who would hang. It's just dogs playing poker in their house. It's not a. It's not a good painting. No, well, it's just not. Yeah, it's just not a very well done painting. And then, sorry, Mister Thomas, but and then it's like, well, he's super thrilled that it's hung in the White House. Well, That's a big honor. Is. Of course um, he is. He's getting all kinds of fame now. Well, yeah. Sorry, we're not lovers of it. Yeah. But good for you that hopefully you got paid for it. Hopefully, yeah, you get some commission money off of that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, our next one is completely different. We're completely switching gears. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe we need to. <laughs> um, so I have talked in the past about um, the connection between um, art and um the brain mm -hmm. and how, and you know, I'm art therapy. Yeah. I'm really interested in how the arts, um, makes us healthier people mentally. Like I've read a lot about it, but I firmly believe it. And like, I've experienced yes. it in, in life yes. in past jobs and, and different things like that. Um, so I came across this article in the guardian, um, by Lindsay Winship. Um, and there is this, um, this group out there called Rosetta Life, and they have like this production performance called Stroke Odysseys. Yeah, and so they have taken um, people who've had strokes, mm -hmm. and they are putting them on stage, and they're having them dance. They're having them; they'll just dance with their hands a lot, but they're they're up there with other dancers, with like able-bodied dancers and musicians, and the whole deal. And they have this choreographed thing that they do and they perform and it's getting like rave reviews um they've got so the cast yeah musicians dancers and five stroke survivors 
um, the, what they're finding is that it's it's helping these people on all kinds of levels um, with purpose, with depression, with you know the camaraderie of rehearsal and discipline of rehearsal. Um, because after you have a stroke, your life is different. It's totally different. You know, and totally so this sort of gives them something to do. And uh, what they're what a lot of the people said was like you know, their left hand or whichever side of the body was affected couldn't mean, you know, maybe pick up a pencil, which is one of the more fine motor things. So they weren't using it at all and it would get even weaker. But you ask them just to draw triangles in the air with your hand and that's something they can do to some form. And so it's helping them physically. It's kind of, you know, like to me, I think of it as like fun physical therapy. I don't know if that's right. Right. Um, but there it's helping them physically as well as emotionally and mentally. Um, so this place is going to be, um, in Belfast where I just was, it's touring the UK, uh, until the middle of November. Um, but it's called Stroke Odysseys. And I just love this. I'd love to see us doing more of this. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that one, I, I loved that story. That's really cool. So Banksy's at it again. Yeah. Right? Um, so he sold his um, his work called Girl with Balloon, which it's a pretty iconic image at this point. Um, a lot of people probably have seen this image. Um, so it was framed, right? And it's mm-hmm. at... Sotheby's um, auction ends up selling for around a million pounds, which is like a million and a half dollars. Something like that. US mm-hmm. dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, 1.2. So like as the gavel goes down mm-hmm. for the auctioneer to say that it's sold, it starts slipping through the frame and it's being shredded into strips of paper. Can you imagine what the buyer felt like? <laughs> I can't. I mean, maybe, probably. So she's the quoted money was... in this article um, that um, she says, when the hammer came down and the work was shredded, at first she was shocked, mm. which now I think that's a natural reaction. Mm-hmm. But then it says she, I gradually began to realize that I would end up with my own piece of art history. Okay. So she saw the, I guess she sort of got the joke right. that, that Banksy has, has done. Is it this still is, worth what she paid for? It's worth more oh, now okay. after, All right. after it's been shredded. Okay, that's um, crazy. So it's worth more. So she, um, the lady who bought it is um, a, she's a art, she's an art collector. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a pretty strong relationship with, with uh, Sotheby's. So okay. So she's... Um, well, yeah. and probably, how much was it? A, a little pounds? over a million pounds. So, so that may not have probably, been a lot of money to her. Probably not. If she's or if she's in the habit of, of collecting art, right. um, she's probably right. got some dollars. Um, so this now adds another institution to the list of places that have been pranked. I didn't or, know that we didn't know who Banksy was. Yeah, he's... He or she, she, she. I, yeah. I think it'd be really cool if it was a woman. Um, I don't know if they do know the gender. I'm not sure right. about that. But yeah. Do you think anybody like, knows? I mean, other than Banksy, they've got to have cohorts and people. Right. That someone are like, had to. So, there are some people that I know that that they've got to know. Yeah. You know, his okay. like close. Some people her. that you know. No. Are you like, guessing? Ba- oh, I was gonna say, like, do you have close, an in? I wish I did. <laughs> It'd be really hard to keep that secret. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so now. Sotheby's and the Met and um, a bunch of other 
um, art institutions now are have been sort of pranked mm-hmm. by Banksy. I was thinking and Banksy's kind of like the Sia of the art world, but we Sia just hides her face. Right. Like, we have no we don't know anything. Right. Anything about Banksy. About Banksy anything. could be a group. Yeah, it could be like a collective. Like maybe yeah. it's not one individual. Maybe it's like You think Banksy will ever reveal him or her or themselves? I feel like it would be really cool if they did. It'd be like another if great that was movie. like their swan song, like right. if to they were like out. done. Yeah. They like yeah. revealed their identity. It's kinda like Punked for the art world. Yeah. Maybe Ashton Kutcher is Banksy. Maybe Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> Wasn't there somebody else who did pranked? I well, his was punked. Punked. Like back in the early, yeah, yeah, yeah. early 2000s. There was somebody else who did punked. I don't I know. I remember who it was. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. Good old Banksy. Yep. Good old Banksy. We're back to um, talking about genius again. Farley and I like the genius series. We really like the Picasso one. Did you ever watch the Einstein one? No. Okay, so I've seen both season one and two. It's Nat Geo's genius. There's a rumor. We originally thought that this, the third season was going to be Mary Shelley, yeah, who wrote which Frankenstein. I was really about. Right, yeah. We excited they're going to do a woman, excited they're going to do an author. Yep. Um, but there's rumor that they're going to do Aretha Franklin as the next genius, um, which, you know, she was a queen of soul and certainly deserves our respect. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but. Sorry, I had to say that. Um, I have mixed feelings about it. It, it feels, I feel bad for having mixed feelings. It's too soon. Yeah. It's too soon. Like, that's sort of, to me, like... How you measure, part of how you measure genius is, like, the legacy Your legacy, right. On. It's but kind of, like... like, been far enough removed from her life yet. Right. Like, we don't kind of... It seems like we don't decide what we think about a president until they've been, you know... Out of office. For, for decades. Yeah. So, like, her legacy hasn't had... I don't know, time to like, um, Evolve. yeah, mature. I, but, but again, you know, email us if you disagree, but we're not sure how we feel about, um, Aretha Franklin potentially being the, the subject of season three for Nat Geo. We'll, st- I'll still watch it. Yeah. But I think it, I'm, I'm a little conflicted too, because I was really excited about Mary, Mary Shelley. Shelley. Yeah. And so I'm feeling a little bit disappointed, which well, is but we, horrible, but d- like, this is I was a rumor. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we'll we'll see. When yep. do they? Do you know when they release, or even if they're filming, or I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm not sure. I was just curious. Yeah, we'll keep our eyes peeled and yep. we'll keep you updated. Yeah, we'll let you know next time goes on. The next story we have is a story about my favorite pop artist, Andy Warhol. I didn't think you liked him. You do like him? I do like him. Okay. I think he's a. I think it was a little bit overrated. Yeah. Um, and like Picasso, I think he had some personal mm. relationship issues. That seems to be a theme. A trend. A trend. <laughs> male artists. Yeah. And probably female ones too. They're just not as probably well male. well reported. Okay. Balance patriarchy. Um, so there's a lawsuit happening uh, between the Andy Warhol Foundation um, and... There, the case is in regard to um, licensure and appropriating images, uh, mm-hmm. specifically in response to um, a print, um, his portrait of Prince, um, the artist, artist formerly known as. No, I think he went back to being known as Prince. He did. Okay. Which would be funny. Oh. Um, that's okay. Um, 
So the case is um, that he had, um, he made this, this portrait um, in his usual style, right? He like the, the repetitive and does different colors. Well, I think the, the one they're showing on this website. Oh, it's just two. It's just, uh-huh. he took a photograph and uh-huh. there, they highlighted there in blue right. where things are different. Um, so when was this done? Um, who's suing whom? So the story says um, there's a heated lawsuit. The Andy Warhol Foundation is asking a Manhattan federal court to, quote, stay on the right side of history and reject what it calls a photographer's effort to trample the First Amendment and stifle artistic creativity. Hmm. Um, a celebrity fine art photographer named Lynn Goldsmith says... Um, and warns us that a ruling in favor of the foundation would, quote, give a free pass to appropriation artists, uh, basically destroying any kind of licensure and um, the license market for commercial photographers. So it's kind of an intellectual property mm-hmm. case, um, what, um, what can be copied and what can't be copied and mm-hmm. um, who gets credit for creating works that have been When was the work created? Do you know? I am trying to find it. I can't. We'll put a link to the article in there. 1984. So in 1984, Goldsmith, the woman who was talking about if the court ruled in favor of the foundation, uh, granted Vanity Fair magazine Mm -hmm. um, a one-time license to use her photograph of the pop musician Prince uh, as source material for um, an artist's illustration. The artist was Warhol. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, created, see, I didn't realize he was still making art in 84. Yeah. Okay. Um, he created not just an illustration for Vanity Fair, but then 15 other portraits of Prince. Mm. Uh, so then in 2016, two years ago, the foundation licensed one of these portraits mm, okay. for $10,000. Okay. Um, the portraits have been exhibited in museums. Right. Uh, Twelve of them were sold, and four are still in the Andy Warhol Museum. Okay. Uh, Goldsmith said that she learned of the series from online images posted after Prince died. I feel so like basically she, they and Andy Warhol had license for one particular. Right. Image. Right. But then he made copies and copies and copies and copies using that same image. Which is in the style of what he did. That's that's what he does. Like, right. Or that's what he did. Yeah. Um and the, but I think the problem is that he made money on the prints that were taken from that. But are they would they then be separate works of art? Because so would the, this is a slippery slope in yeah. the age we're in with digital art and digital yeah. everything. This Nobody, is I don't know how you arbitrate that. I don't either. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's so are these like fifteen other prints that he made from that same photograph part of that original work, mm-hmm. or are they separate works of art because they're different prints from the same? Right. Oh, I'm glad I don't same, have to decide that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But okay. that, like you said, that's in the very vein of all the kind of work that he was making, at least in this in this period. Right. For sure. Yeah. Image replication. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, what did you do last night? What did I do? What? Um. Okay. 
I, last night I watched, uh, I think I watched Walking Dead last night. Okay. And had veggie burgers for dinner and snowboard with my puppy. Oh, that sounds like a nice night. I went to see A Star is Born, mm. the new one, um, Bradley Cooper's uh, directorial debut with Lady Gaga. Yes. Um, so Lady I had Gaga. not seen any of the three previous ones. Have you seen any of them? The one in the 70s was with Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. Yes. I, I, I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. There was one done in the 50s, and then there was one done before that. And so I don't... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this is the fourth remake, and they kind of like... <sighs> really? Well, this... Okay, they I'm kind of like Well, they now. kind of re... They, well, the, I think the story has the same, like, elements and arc as... Okay. as you know, I think in all four. I don't know the first two as well as the second two. Okay. Um, I, I read a little bit about the, the one in the 70s, 76 is when the, the Barbara Streisand one came out. Um, so... Yeah, so it was Lady Gaga's acting debut, mm -hmm. Bradley Cooper's directorial debut. Mm -hmm. um, I was really excited about this for those two reasons. Yeah. Um, all right, thoughts on the film. The music was all original and oh, cool. really, really good. So that good. wasn't from any of the... Okay. The well, music cool. was all original. And I, I don't want to like... I'm trying to think about yeah, how to talk spoilers. about this without giving spoilers because <laughs> this will still be in the theaters when this comes out. Yeah. Um, Bradley Cooper does his own singing. And is he good? Yes, he's yeah? good. Yes. Good I saw him interviewed on The Tonight Show, and mm -hmm. his character has a much deeper voice than he does in real life. So he would kind of like get himself into that. And okay. he sang that way. It's more the, the music genre is kind of country. It starts out as like country oh, okay. rock or like alt country. Okay. Um, but it's, it's a great story. And, and this is in all of the, the press of like, um, he kind of discovers her as his star is fading. Hers is rising and it's mm -hmm. the tension that that creates. Mm -hmm. um, so it was, she can act. I, she can act. Um, it was, it was good. It there, it was really good. I, I thought it was good. It is rated R. Um, they, yeah, disclaimer. There's a little bit of nudity um, and a lot of language, a whole lot of language. And, and it's also rated R cause there's a lot of, um, of drug and alcohol use. Okay. Um, when we went into the theater, when we handed the woman the, the our tickets, she said, just to warn you, everyone comes out of the theater crying. And uh, yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, so. Which, I would have run to the bathroom and got some napkins. Yeah. Which, which um, it has. So all of them have sort of a, uh, the story arc has a, has a tragic ending. Uh, they're a little different how they play out. Um and and this one this one does too. Um, okay. If if you have um, any kind of connection with um, addiction in your family, mm -hmm. it, this movie may be hard to watch. Yeah. Um, but but it's just really I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Okay. And this is not related to the movie, but okay. almost the best part about it. So I sort of our daughter's home was home for a fall break from college, and um, I wanted to see this movie, and I said to Brian. Hey, you can see this with me, and he said, "I really don't want to," which is fine. Like, I don't like to go see bloody, violent movies usually. Right. So, um, so she was home. So I said, "Let's go." So we went, and um, as we left, he was kind of giving us a hard time. You know, you're going to go have fun, whatever. I said, "You could have come." Yeah. So she and I did our thing and got dinner and all of that, and and we're sitting there in the theater, and um, the previews come up, and I was looking at my phone, and I feel her elbow me, and she goes, "Look." And in walked Brian, 
he came. He didn't want to miss he out. Didn't want, he said, he "I want FOMO real." He bad. wanted to come be with us. Okay, as sweet as it is, it's also kind of creepy because he like stalked us and waited in the parking lot for us to get in, so he could surprise us in the movie theater. Uh, so that sounds like something Ben would do. So it was it was sweet and <laughs> a little creepy, a little stalkerish. Um, but well, you know him. I and know he's a nice him. Guy, yes. so it's okay. But I can tell you, the three of us cried. The three of us I'm were like, like, yeah. I mean, I didn't like sob. Uh, you know, Lady Gaga, I'm not a huge, like, I, I don't dislike her music. I don't buy her music. Yeah. Um, but hearing her sing in this movie, I had the same reaction I did the first time I heard Adele sing. Ooh. Like, I kind of got chills. Yeah. And I don't know if it was just hearing her sing in this way or hearing her sing in this character. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah. So, I, you know, it, it is rated R. And if those um, issues about a rated R movie aren't going to be too much for you, it's it's good. It, Bradley Cooper, I hope he directs more. And I hope Lady Gaga acts more because it was good. I saw, um, I watched a documentary about her um, on, I guess it was Netflix. Netflix or Amazon, one of those. Mm -hmm. um, and it was really really good it was about her most recent album which is a complete departure from mm. her like very not the way she not the duets she did no she did one after that it was i was named after i think her aunt that passed away and oh, it was like wow. this like familial yeah sort of yeah looking back and looking ahead like it yeah. was like but it like chronicled a lot of like real stuff that she was dealing yeah. with in her life yeah. so it's it was really, it gave me another side of it. I, I liked her. I don't like buy her albums or yeah. I've never seen her in concert or anything, but I, I respect her. For yeah. What she's doing. Absolutely. Certainly and, talented. Honestly, it was nice seeing her um, without all the makeup and the crazy yeah. outfits. Yeah. Just seeing her raw talent. Yeah. Was really, so she is really talented. So yeah. Talented. You like her or hate her for all of she her persona. Sing. She can sing. She can sing. She, she can, can sing. Dance, yep. Yeah. Okay, I think that's a good place for us to wrap it up today, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, thanks so much for listening, everybody. And um, we would love to hear from you if you want to email us at podcast at reachthenations.org um, with questions or comments or show ideas. If you're listening on Apple iTunes, please leave us a review and a rating, and that'll help other people find us. And that's it for us. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Unedited. This podcast is produced in cooperation with Gallery Edit in Richmond, Virginia. You can reach us at podcast at reachthenations.org.